0: Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Eazy-E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yala is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. the Wizard is down with us. JJ Bag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh, boy, is down with us. Toddy B and Spade, they down with us My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from son but the tapes are from the Rodeum My name is Dre, listen while I play And by the way, I'm also down with NWA Yo, Steve at the Rodium is down with us Slang funky tapes, it is a must We're number one
1: Yo, welcome to Rodeum Radio December 18th, episode 18. That's actually kind of special right there. Um, Before I introduce my next guest, my very special guest, my good friend, uh, once again, quick promo shout out, the Rhodium Mixtape DocuMixery, available at DocuMixery.com. I've said it in past shows, you will not be disappointed. I put it up against any West Coast documentary. Okay. I put my money where my mouth is. But once again, the most anticipated interview of 2019 on Rodium Radio is tonight. Episode 18 with my good friend Mr. Out
0: What up, Tony? What's up my brother? What's How up, you doing, Bernardo? man? I'm doing Thank you for la Simon, Simon.
1: Night Owl, you, uh, first of all, you know, before we get into um, what you're doing now, who you're working with, uh, what can we expect from not in the future? Uh, I forgot how we met, bro.
0: I know it was in the 90s. It was in the 90s. And uh, if I remember correctly, I don't know how I got your number and I called you. Yeah. And uh, we talked on the phone. And I remember you told me, hey, why don't you come by the crib? Yeah. And I came to your pad and we chilled for a little bit. Yeah. Chopped it up. And, I mean, ever since then, you know, we... Yeah.
1: We chopped it up, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I remember when you came down. You brought a couple of your homies, and uh, and I think I want to say it was '94. I miss me acid, uh because something a bump by a proper dose mm-hmm. was about to drop, and I had an early copy that uh, my manager Steve had given me, and I had right. prayed it for you guys. And I remember you and your homies really enjoyed it. But I really appreciated that you came all the way from San Diego to come chill with me. I wish we could have uh, um, worked a little bit more you know if if anything we could have done something because uh that that was early in the 90s when we first met
0: right um, right it was early in the 90s i just think we both got caught up uh in our own uh business you know with yeah. music you know we were both busy doing things and uh but I, it would have been great to yeah, be able right. to work together uh it would have been a blessing cuz I mean, you know, you're legendary, my boy.
1: Well, you know, I don't see myself as legendary. I see myself as your friend. And if people want to call me that, it, it, it's it's very hard for me to accept that. It, it really, truly is. Uh, but you know what? I, I thank you, bro. So, now, Mr. Nadal, before we get into, once again, what we said we we're going to get into, wh- wh- where are you originally from? Like, wh- where were you born at, brother?
0: I was born in Tijuana? Tijuana? Tijuana, straight Mexicano.
1: And well, how long did you stay in Tijuana before you moved to San Diego?
0: Uh, so I was like four years old. Okay. I was four, and uh, we moved to San Diego, ended up in uh, the neighborhood where I grew up at. And, you know, I was there until I was about 25. Then I moved out of the neighborhood to a different neighborhood because my parents bought a house. Oh, and okay. And then, you know, shortly after that, I started doing my thing, and I bought my first house and blah, blah, blah. And, you know. Yeah. Things just blossomed from there. And, and are your parents from uh, Tijuana también? Uh, my mom's is from Tijuana, and uh, my dad was born in uh, Ventura.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, how did they meet in Tijuana? Is...
0: Well, uh, the Hold way it was uh, back in the day, you know, um, my uh, my dad's dad, he used to be like uh, one of them, uh, gamblers, and they used to make wine and beer back in the Capone days. Okay. And they used to uh, live in Chicago. And uh, they were looking for him because they had like an underground casino and they used to do all that legal shit, you know? No shit. Yeah, so uh, they had to move out. So they moved uh, and they ended up in Ventura for a little bit. And then uh, when the war and all that stuff was happening at that time, uh, my uh, abuelo, I never got to meet him, but he didn't want to go to war because he had like 16 kids, you know what I mean? Damn. So they moved to Tijuana, you know, and then uh, that's where, you know, eventually that's, that's my, where mr my pops, night Owl was born that's right you know
1: you know it's funny because i have so many good memories with tijuana because uh when i was a kid uh um my dad whenever he wouldn't take whenever he wouldn't take the family over there just to go hang out or whatever right because uh, i have some family members that were born in tijuana uh he would take me and my little brother ruben on a bus to tijuana and we used to always go eat tacos de vapor Oh, de man, Kauama, so good. Los coteles de camarones, you know. Right, right, right. You know, I, and that's when T J had the the streets all uh como se llama dirt roads. Right. You right. know. And he he was a big uh, <clears throat> lucha libre uh, uh fan. Mm-hmm. So he used to take us to T J to go see you know las luchas pues. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh the highlight of going to T J was when he used to buy his luchadores, you know, the little the luchadores? The yeah, yeah. The kind of, they kinda didn't move, they just were like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those I uh, used to
0: have those también and check it out. We used to get a little uh piece of board we put four nails in each corner and then we <laughs> get rubber bands around yeah. the nails and yeah. that's how we would make the ring
1: that's how you would make the ring <laughs> yeah, uh, was uh, a trip. Or, i mean the highlight will probably be not only the luchadores but the
0: to get a mask oh, i used to have santo blue demon Hurricane Ramirez, El Matemático, uh, yeah, solitario <laughs> we can <could laughs> keep going back <laughs> oh board, bro. my god yeah, yeah it was bro. the shit bro
1: so, so the dope childhood memory so now you're living in san diego now uh, um, what elementary school did you end up attending?
0: Uh, Washington School Elementary.
1: Okay, and and then junior
0: high? Roosevelt Junior High. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Beach Junior High, Dana, Collier, a uh, bunch of like continuation schools. I, okay, I was all over the place.
1: Okay, and, and uh, high school?
0: San Diego High School.
1: Okay, now in, in any of those uh, schools, play any sports?
0: Uh, you know what? Yeah, I did. I played one year. Uh-huh. But I only played a couple of games. Football. Oh, uh, uh, football. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to Kearney. Okay. Kearney and, and what position? Fullback. Really? Yeah. Just knocking fools. Man, I step on fools, man. No shit? The fuck off me. Bam! That's, That's dope, bro. That's yeah, dope. I, I, you know, we used to play back in the day in my neighborhood. We used to uh, play all the other barrios okay. every weekend on uh, Saturdays. And we never lost, man. We played every neighborhood in San Diego. No we shit. Never lost, yeah
1: that's dope yeah. man. you know here in, in my neighborhood in the city of Wilmington me and all my homies we used to all get together and play you know other uh, neighborhoods I si. mean uh, I've been in high school um, uh, we used to play on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. you know and uh, I'm not going to say we won every game but we had some dope ass games you know right, right. and a lot of times it ended up with a one or two guys throwing some putazos yeah. you know but that's just the way it is
0: right that's how it goes but yeah. it, it, it was different back then though you know everybody you know did their thing and you know, we we took the aggression out on the field, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And after that I to th- watch him and then we see him the next day or the <laughs> next week. Hey, what's up, Puto? <laughs> yeah,
1: half of us were playing drunk anyways, bro. Yeah, so yeah. So now, uh growing up at home in a Mexican, you know, family, bro, what w- what kind of music <clears> would you say maybe your dad played, your mom played as you were growing up as a kid?
0: Uh growing up as a kid, uh my dad was into rancheras okay pedro infante javier solis jose Ferro jimenez uh el charro avitia you okay. know all that type of shit. the, the yeah. original old school shit that these kids know nothing about yeah and my jeffa you know she liked uh oldies you know and uh cumbias and you know all that type of stuff like that You know. okay what
1: I mean? yeah, yeah. Same, same thing you mentioned a lot of uh, uh singers that my father liked and my mother was uh big into cumbias as well también um so now you're out of high school now. What, what is Night Out doing now? Are you working? Uh, uh, are you inspired to to do music? Are you rapping? Or uh, uh, what, what was the what happened after high school for you?
0: Um, I was working at a car rental agency. We used to rent cars. Okay. And I used to drive a shuttle, and uh, I used to drive it at the airport. So I was doing my thing over there, and it was in the neighborhood where I grew up at. So I was just basically kicking it in the hood. Yeah. And whenever they called me, I would go pick somebody up, and you know. I was making a little money and still being in the neighborhood, you know. And uh, shortly after that, you know, I was doing uh, uh, raps for the hood. You know, we were doing uh, like neighborhood raps, roll calls, and we would battle other rappers from other barrios and stuff like that. And uh, I ended up coming to L.A. to Norwalk Records. uh, And I met Vince uh, from Norwalk. And he's the one that introduced me to a guy named Murray Brumfield. Okay. And that's how it all started. But how old were you
1: around that time? Uh,
0: when I finally got my first break, I was like, shit, like 23 probably. Okay.
1: Now let's back up just a little bit. Who do you think it was or who did you hear or who <clears throat> did you see that inspired you to say, I want to try this rap shit, man?
0: To be honest, uh, the first rap, I'll tell you the story. The first time that I heard rap music, uh, I was in junior high. And we used to have a bus driver that would take the cassette player uh, on his bus and he would put it to like the speaker where you talk, you know, and uh, he would bump it real loud. And uh, he was playing Rapper's Delight. That was the first rap that I ever heard. And I used to always write uh, uh, poems. You know, like, a lot of the homies would have problems with their ladies and shit. They'd break up or whatever, and I'd write a letter for them, a little poem, and the next day they were back together. No shit? I was always real good at writing shit. So you you were like
1: Cupid to the homies? Kind of. I was
0: like Cupid, but you know what I mean? I was like, do Jack, because, you know, I'm (laughs) going to step in that motherfucker, you know? Right, right. But, I mean, no, I I, I would always do that, you know, and I always had something for, like, rhyming, you know what I mean? So when that came out, I, I really liked it and uh I so i would say rappers delight was the first one and then right after that i don't know if you remember uh blowfly of course uh rap dirty right that was like my jam right there yeah. and uh i just started rapping you know back then i mean you know obviously i, I was whack as fuck you know i was very right. starting but you know i kept working at it and you know here i am today you yeah know what i mean
1: so uh when Rapper's delight came out you were probably maybe seventh grade or something huh?
0: i was like seventh eighth grade i was one of those. I was in junior high.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think if I'm correct, you're one year older than me. I'm 51. I'm 52. 52 yeah. years old.
0: What? uh I was uh going to Pacific Beach Junior High at the time. Okay. Yeah.
1: Dope, dope. Now, now, let me ask you this: You you lived in San Diego for so long. How come you never moved out this way? Was there ever a reason, or yeah? Uh, or you just you know?
0: I just you know loved San Diego myself. Okay. That's all I knew. I used to like to come out here, you know, because I knew a lot of people. I had friends out here. Mm -hmm. But there was nothing like going back home. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, right. you're here and you can go to any place in the world and have lots of fun and enjoy yourself. But you can't fucking wait to get home once you're tired and then just go to your pad and relax and say home, sweet home. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I,
1: I I go to New York or I'll go to Philly. I'll go to Florida or whatever. But I cannot wait to get back home, bro. Yeah. There's nothing like to, at least for me, like LA, once you get on that fucking 110 or the 405, you're like, okay, I'm back home. I'm back. Because it's bumper to bumper. Right. So. But yes, okay, so now, Rapper July. Vamos a Decir, what was that other song you mentioned? Uh, Blowfly. Blowfly. Rap Fly. Okay, Rap Dirty. Uh, now, what rappers growing up, before you say you got your little first break, 22, 23, before you met Brumfield, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who were some of the rappers you would listen to?
0: Uh, at that time, there was really no... Uh, Much of a choice. of really. rappers We didn't right. have a choice, you know what I mean? Frost wasn't out yet proper those wasn't out yet uh and i basically used to listen to like uh grandmaster flash of course yes you know spoonie g uh the treacherous three right the dynamic four you're talking about they were all east coast groups because we didn't really have a lot of west coast groups out here and they were the only ones that were doing a rap you know right and then little by little you know it came out right, here right and you know it just took off you know what i mean
1: you know it's funny because i talked to uh, violet brown lonzo williams you know uh, um, from the world-class wrecking crew right um and it's funny how they were there when hip-hop started like like us too as mm-hmm. well but uh, since they're a little bit older uh, i like to say they have more seniority in hip-hop mm-hmm. okay um how they would hear that this is just a fad it's going to play out it'll never evolve to anything type of deal okay and look at man you know over 40 years now and we're still here
0: yeah they told me the same thing you know yeah they said hey this is just a fad it's gonna die uh but i mean you're right it's you know, stronger now than ever actually yeah,
1: and you've made a living off
0: of it i've made a living off of it yeah. yes
1: yes that's dope now okay so now you come out to norwalk records mm-hmm. uh, um up until that point were you working at all on any demos uh uh, how far along were you in your career as far as, I'm going to try to do this?
0: I actually was, uh, but the demos were all done on 4-Track.
1: Okay. On a 4-Track. Okay. Now, uh, around what years would you, say, you started uh, these 4-Track demos? In 89. Okay, in
0: 89.
1: Okay. Yeah. And would you producing these yourself?
0: No. Uh, the first producer that I had uh, was a guy named King Sandman. Okay. Still a good friend of mine. You know okay that was my first producer and uh he helped me out you know and we got the little demo going and uh i started shopping it around and then i got a deal
1: uh, you know, uh, how many songs did you guys do together you think uh, before you started shopping it around like six okay yeah. and and uh, um now w- can you say that you were happy with your lyrics at that time like okay this is the shit, or were you just taking a chance and like let's see what
0: happens honestly at that time uh, I think I had really good lyrics, you know what I mean? Okay. At that time, I was like probably ahead of my time because nobody see, back then, there was nobody really uh, rapping for the hood. It was basically just all hip hop. And when I started doing it, I was kind of gangbanging. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was more for the barrios and shit. But then I had to tone it down because no one was going to want to hear about my homeboy Speedy and and this guy and that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have to kind of change it up a little bit. You know it's what true. I mean? So, so I did that. And uh, I think it worked out for me, man.
1: Okay. Okay, so you had about six songs on a four-track. Yeah. Now, do you remember what kind of equipment he had other than a four-track? Did he have a drum machine yet?
0: Yeah, he had a drum machine.
1: Do, do you remember which, what kind it was?
0: Uh, if I, it was a Roland. I don't remember which one. Okay. But it was a Roland, then he also had a Yamaha.
1: Okay. Reason why I ask, because there's a lot of people out there that just like to ask detailed questions, like what kind of drum machine, what kind of turntables, right. et cetera. Now, was this all original music or were these samples? Half and half. Okay. Half and half. Okay. Were any of those songs? Uh, Here comes a night out.
0: No. Uh, Here comes a night out. Uh, came about in mm, maybe ninety
1: one. Okay. In ninety we'll, one. We'll get to that. So now you shop your demo. Who is the? Uh, what was some of the the feedback you were getting? You know, this shit sucks. It. It. It's. You got potential. What was some of the feedback you were
0: getting while the, you were shopping it? The feedback that I got was great. Okay. I got nothing but good feedback and that's why uh, Vince hooked me up with Murray Brunfield, he goes, hey, I know some guy mm-hmm. that's from Compton, he's a high school teacher and uh, he's got a label, you know, he's a black dude, yeah. he's got a Chicano rap label, I'm like, oh, okay, well let me check it out, you know, so I met the dude and we hit it off pretty good mm-hmm. and uh, the first song that I put out at that time, there was two songs that I put out, uh, one was called A Tribute to Mary Wells, And the other one was uh, You Can't Fuck With The Night Owl. The reason why I did a tribute to Mary Wells, because uh, I had different songs, but she had just passed away. Okay. And us as uh, Rasa, we love her music. So it was just a tribute I did for her. You know what I mean? And uh, then the other one, You Can't Fuck With The Night Owl. There was another guy named Night Owl uh, on Thump Records that had released one song. Really? So I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm Night Owl. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mashed on him. That's why I say in the song, I say, fuck that vato on Thump. I was like ready to get busy with this dude or right, whatever. Right, right, right. And after that, he just disappeared. Okay. And uh, I You just, ever meet him? I never met him. He was oh. from Paris, I found out.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Paris. Oh, here in Paris, not yeah. Paris. No, Paris, California. Okay. All
1: right. Okay. Now, uh, um, you know, it's funny because when you said fuck that dude what a lot of people don't understand about the Chicano culture, especially living in the hood, is that when you claim a name, well, I'm going to say see that your name is El Chivo or whatever. Mm-hmm, and mm. then there's another guy five blocks on the street because like, I'm El Chivo. Most likely, you're going to have to get him up with that dude for that fucking name, bro. Yeah. So I understand, and for the public, why you said what you said about Right, about right. Homeboys. Yeah, because I was
0: ready to get busy, you know what I mean? Right. That's right. what it was about then, but right. he never stepped forward, so we just left it at that
1: there. Right. Okay, now... Uh, <clears throat> um, how did you come up with that name night owl uh, and, and why night owl
0: uh when i was a youngster in the neighborhood uh i was always out at night you know? right? De- i just wouldn't go home <laughs> and they you out. you to your night out you know so that's basically how it stuck you okay know? okay and yeah. i kept it you know what i mean okay but i remember <clears throat> that was my barrio name right when i first started rapping i was like say 13 14 and i was not night owl the rapper <clears throat> i was a uh, ray rap c really <laughs> yeah ray that was C. ray rap c you know my last name is corona so okay. see that's something nobody fucking knows you know what i mean right right now i don't give a fuck you know but right. back then that's what it was ray right. rap c and i did a uh, a few shows like that and uh later on i'm like you know what nah you know i'm I got more into like the gangster rap and right. I just kept uh, my hood name
1: Ray would be for Ramon Ramon yeah Ray Rapsy wow yeah. that's like that's something that, that had a little East Coast twist to it right there Yeah. yeah okay. I mean because <laughs> if you really think about it a lot of East Coast rappers have like three names Right. Moe um, right. Cool Cool, Rock Ski Grandmaster Flash I didn't think of that you know? yeah yeah you're you right know? Uh, and Ray Rap C. Right. There you go.
0: That's what it was. He could have been
1: an East Coast legend. (laughs) Anyways, brother. Another fat Joe or what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now, uh, you're getting good feedback. So you drive down to meet uh, Brumfield. Yeah. Okay. Now, isn't it funny that here was a black man that had a Chicano, if you want to call it that. I don't know if he called it that at the time. Right, right. But for the sake of the conversation, we'll call it a Chicano label. Mm -hmm. And isn't it funny that here was, if you will, a black visionary that saw possibly the beginning of a Chicano movement. Right. You know, it's kind of like Steve Yano, when he signed Proper Dos, he said, Tony, I, I can sell this shit. That's what he said. I can sell this right. shit. You know, I guess they all saw this movement coming in. And so you go down to Norwalk Records. Is that where you meet him?
0: Uh, No, I met Vince there. Okay. And Vince gave me his number. And then we met up at a studio.
1: Okay, yeah. and, and how did that meeting go? Did you play the demos there? Uh, yeah,
0: and, I did, and uh, right away he took me to the studio. He's like, "Hey, let's get busy. Let's start recording." Okay. So right away, within like two weeks. Really? Yeah. Was it talk about any money yet? Uh, not at the time, but once I started recording, I'm like, "Hey, so how are we gonna do this?" You know? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was probably out of all the people that he dealt with, obviously I was more business minded, more smart. So I was the one that made the most money. I, I know that he had a bunch of other artists that really didn't know how to get that money, you know. But I used to be, hey, you know, how much are you going to break me off, you know, and blah, right. blah, blah. I get 20 grand here, 10 grand here. I, I mean, I made decent money from him. And see, the only difference between me and everybody else is that every time I did something with him or when I did any type of mu- uh, any type of business with anybody, I never sold my rights. I gave them uh, the rights to distribute my music and everything that I signed. I never signed my my rights, so you own my shit. Right. You right. know I was very smart in that, and now I own all my music, and that's why I'm getting paid.
1: Okay, and, that, and that's a good thing. The reason yeah. why I bring up the business aspect is because many times, especially us Chicanos, we just want to rap, we just want to work, we want to get our right. shit out there. And it's almost like okay, I, I'm about to get my break, but when it comes down to the business, many of us are ignorant, and, and we have to get educated in that area. Like what you said, right. you kept all the rights to your music, and you still own your rights, right. and that's why you can get paid.
0: Exactly. I, I mean,
1: imagine if somebody today says, "You know what? I want the whole fucking out collection. Here's a fucking million dollars." Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's all. It's all you. Yeah. You know, I know rappers today that had platinum records, that had uh, sold a million copies. And don't own shit. And
0: are broke as fuck.
1: Are broke as fuck. Okay. Their plaques, you know, their uh, gold plaques or platinum plaques are are in the fucking, uh, como se llama, in the the closet. Right. You know? And, uh, I knew a guy, and I won't mention the name, he has the key of Compton, the key of Compton in his fucking closet. Wow. And I said, what the fuck? And he's fucking broke as fuck. Oh, you know, it's because I sold all my rights and they have nothing. Right. So I'm glad to hear that at least you were smart enough. To, to at least think ahead of time because most people think, you know, a uh, uh, short term. You thought long term. Yeah. And for me, uh, I, I like to take it upon myself to try to educate, uh, especially our rasa into being smart when we do business. You know, because many times, you know, people that think for the now, here's what they want to go out and fucking buy. You know, some fucking Louis Vuitton belt or Gucci for a Gama belt or. You know, um, some fucking true religion jeans or whatever.
0: They just want to flash. That's they all. They just
1: want to fucking flash, and then somebody will say, "Well, I'll give you another thousand for all your writers credits or for all your writers." You know. And they do it, and then and they fucking do it, and then they want to go on Instagram and you know, you know, do one of these fucking numbers, right. and then give it them about a fucking year, and now they're saying that the label fucked them. Right. You know.
0: It wasn't the label; they fucked themselves. Pretty much. You know. Pretty what I mean? much.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I know, me and you know, a bunch of rappers that are out right now that sold their shit.
0: Right. I you know a whole bunch. I yeah. won't mention any names, but right. I know a lot of them.
1: Okay, so now you did your first album. How long did it take you to do your first album?
0: Uh, like six months. Okay, six
1: months. See, and you know th- that's the difference. Today, we do. We could do a <clears> record. <throat> Honestly, I've known people that have did like ten songs within about a week and a half. Right. And and I don't know. Be me being a producer, how I can build chemistry with a rapper in a week and a half right you know says if you tell me Tone I want an album and let's just say I'm your producer right I want to vibe with you bro I want to drink with you I want to eat with you I want to chill with you but so that way
0: I can kind of feel you yeah and to do something creative that's positive yeah
1: there has to be some type of chemistry between us today guys are just like well you know what I got a boom okay let me rap to it (laughs) and then that's it you know right And, and they're dropping albums you know like you know left and right but I like the fact that you took your time uh, when it got released. Uh, w- what was the name of that album?
0: Uh, I just self-titled it The Night Owl.
1: The Night Owl. So wow. How did that do?
0: Fuck, it did great. Really? Yeah, in the streets. Probably sold like easy in the streets. Fuck, man. Maybe like three, four 400,000 copies. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well,
1: th- So th- did you sign a multi-album uh, deal with... Uh, um, with uh, Brumfield, No. Or,
0: uh, uh, trip out. This is what's funny. Uh, when I met him, uh, somebody else uh, heard what I was doing. It was a label out of Miami. Okay. Uh, the label was called Pandisk. I don't know if you're familiar with them. No. Okay. Pandisk, the owner was a guy named Bo Crane. Uh, they had Stevie B. Okay. Debbie Deb. They had Freestyle yes. Freesty- yes, Music. now I know. Okay. That was them. So they offered me a pretty big deal. But in the process, they wanted me to change my rap style and to do uh, stuff like DJs Laz at Mami and Negro or something like that. Like, oh, kind of,
1: you know, on some pit bull type yeah. of stuff.
0: Yeah. And I said, nah, I'm not going to do that shit. So they tried to shelf my whole uh, album. We did it on Two Inch Reel, it was recorded on Two Inch. Right. So they didn't want to give me the Masters back. And uh, luckily, I had gotten a cassette from Bo Crane with all the songs. So that's how I did uh, my album. I took the cassette to the studio, made a glass master. And then I said, fuck this dude. And I started pressing him with Murray. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, so now your your first album does well. How soon after did you start working on your second one? Or were you doing shows touring? Uh,
0: I was doing a little bit of shows here and there. Uh, not too many. But then I met a label uh named greenside uh with some guy named tone mendoza from uh, sounds very familiar from uh, i guess he was from like the oakland area or i was gonna say like the that. bay area yeah yes. he was up from up there and uh he wanted to put out my second album so they gave me a little bit of money and we we're working on the album and tone was a hustler he was making money you know the the illegal way he got busted got locked up so that label just disappeared so I basically took the album back, and I released it through Murray. Again, okay. I went back to Murray Brumfield. He gave me like twenty five grand or something, put it out, and uh after that, I mean, it that one did real well. También, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. that was your second one. My then? second one. The what was Wicked the name West. of that one? The Wicked West. The Wicked West. Yeah,
1: that's some dope names, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, how many songs did those? Uh,
0: the Wicked West had about I think seventeen, maybe.
1: Wow yeah okay and uh um now same producer
0: uh no the the wicked west was all done by a producer named chris gunn he became my main producer
1: okay yeah. and what year was that one released do you Do you remember
0: uh it had to be 94 95
1: okay so it's pretty much around a time either we we met or after we met yeah
0: i think it might have been right after we met because i don't think i had the wicked west out yet
1: yeah, yeah yeah i i remember when um i i first heard you rap uh i knew there was talent there but it was so weird because uh you were kind of flipping it like that song uh here comes the night owl although you were flipping it and I, I remember i told my boy i said this guy reminds me of, like the mexican bone thugs or something you know uh, it, you were just flipping it so dope bro and i
0: really, really yeah it was it was something uh different i remember when i got that beat it was really hard to rap to because it was a swing beat, and I'm like, "Damn, how am I gonna do this?" You know, and it took me like two months really to figure out the rap style. But once I figured it, I, I pretty much mastered it, and then I did it, and it was a piece of cake after that. That
1: song right there became a hood classic, bro. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you why because uh, when I was still DJing, I, I, I would, you know, I already had my record deal and I was traveling, but every once in a while, I was still DJ here in the hood. Okay. And when I would play that song, I would have shirmed out ass motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> dancing to <laughs> right. fucking here comes the night on the home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know you had weed metals out here dancing to your shit, bro. Right, Seriously. Right. So, uh, um, that was such a dope song, but anyways, we're about to go into a little commercial break. All right. And then when we get back, uh, we're going to talk about what everybody's been waiting for. Okay. Let's give them what they want. So let's give them what they want. Let's give them what they want. All so right. once again, um, uh, Mr. Night Owl, I don't know if it's Mr. Do you Hey,
0: it's not Mrs., that's for damn sure. No. Nope. <laughs> Mr. Night Owl, my boy. Night Owl well is well. in
1: the house on um, Rodeo Radio. Uh, we'll be back and I need you guys to stay tuned because at the very Salut. end of the show, we're gonna have a very special guest, okay? A little surprise for you guys. So once again, uh, call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody. Uh, I would say slap somebody, slap somebody, okay? Because that's what we're gonna be talking about next. So uh, once again, 10 minute break And we'll be back Peace Peace Yo welcome back everybody To Rodion Radio um, Episode 18 December 18th uh, Special day uh, I got my good friend uh, Night out In the building uh, we're, we're gonna get into Exactly what everybody's Been waiting for Because you know It's just kinda like rasa. You know We all love man. You know um, we, we, we all love to hear All the juicy details And uh, let's give it to him bro You know what I'm saying
0: Let's give it to him
1: You know uh, So now take us down that one day here oh not necessarily here but in the city of norwalk you come down i guess you're having a meeting with somebody correct okay um and um i don't know walk us through it man
0: well what happened was uh i went to sell some cds to a guy named uh, uh jimmy uh from urban kings and i was in his studio and uh Some guy got there, and uh, he didn't want to come upstairs because I was there. Some guy named Creeper. And uh, I I told uh, Jimmy, tell him to come upstairs. You know, I don't know the dude. And he was asking me, do you got a problem with him or something? I go, I don't even know who he is. So I knew there was something shady going on, but I really didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? Eventually, the guy came up and uh, got a little smart. You know, we're going to get busy, and then he didn't want to. Uh, and then he left and then he called back about maybe an hour later and asked if I was still there They told him that I was there.
1: Okay, and, and wh- wh- where was this guy from? Was he a local or?
0: Uh, he used to do uh, like DVDs, I guess. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I don't know where he was from, but I know he was Capone's homie Okay at that time, you know what I mean? Okay. And uh, well, Before you go any further, who were you there with? There was two little kids that I took uh that were helping me carry all the CDs because we went all over LA dropping off CDs everywhere. We had like a couple of thousand CDs to drop off. So, you know, I would bring a couple of little Murillos. They were like 15 years old, 13 years old. They were just like regular kids. So they weren't like not from the neighborhood or gangsters or nothing. And I was just trying to help them make a little bit of money so they would help me out. You know what right. I mean? So they went with me and they were there uh that day. And uh anyways, this dude calls and asked if I'm there so uh, they told him that I was Jimmy said yeah he's right here right so I get on the phone he wants to talk to me and he asked me if I would license him uh, in love with a gangster that song he wanted to use it for a uh, DVD or something so I'm like well yeah no problem you know he was and this is the same guy the same dude so I thought something fishy but he's like you know he's fans and blah 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 and anyways to make a long story short I figured if he comes over here and he gets smart I'm gonna knock him out right quick Uh, but that wasn't the case, though. The case was he was calling all kinds of people because he knew that I was there, and all kinds of people showed up. And the outcome was what it was, you know what I mean? All these people showed up. I was in the restroom, uh, and when I came out of the restroom, uh, a dude, uh, uh, Weddle Snipes, uh, came at me, and uh, I remember he had a nice pick, you know, and uh, was going to get busy, and uh, all of a sudden everybody else came out from right the room
1: now when you say everybody about how many guys would you say were there if you is there a number
0: it was either five or six okay but they were all strapped up though you know what i mean and uh at that moment uh you know i i got hit in the head with a pistol uh you know what was i to do you know what i mean uh i couldn't really do much you know
1: okay so you got hit, hit with the pistol what happened to those two kids
0: Oh, they threw them in the room uh, at gunpoint and they held them there and okay. they didn't let them get out. They put them in the closet or some shit okay. and, you know, they were shitting in their pants, little kids, you know, they, it Course. was not cool that they had to go through that, you know what I mean? Because they were youngsters and they weren't even like gangsters or nothing, you know, right, right. they were just regular people. And uh, I think it was pretty fucked up, but you know, it, it was all set up, you know what I mean? And I don't know of any real people that show up the places with cameras prepared to record an individual you know it was just kind of
1: well you know uh, uh somebody's not going to be cruising around with a camcorder you know uh hoping to get into something so they could film it right you know, obviously it was set up uh at least that's what it seemed like yeah you know um because when i saw the video okay you were sitting there that's the only part i saw mm-hmm. and i saw maybe one or two guys trying to come up to you whatever and of course the camera guy and i saw uh uh the guy that went up to you uh spanky if i'm correct right right okay he went up to you and he started talking to you, and uh, but I did see a couple of other guys there. I just didn't know who was there. Uh, that's not important. But I know there was more than one guy there. Oh yeah, you it know
0: was, it was either five or six.
1: You know, and and, and if I'm correct, from uh, after I shared something that uh, someone told me that was there because someone shared it with me the story that took place uh, um, after it happened about a month later. Um, it, it happened this guy told me the same story, and I'll leave him unnamed uh, because he told me if you ever share it, d- don't tell him who told you. okay, so uh, anyway, so these guys were there. you have a camera guy on you, and Spanky's talking to you. D- do you re- do you even remember what you guys were even going back and forth about?
0: Well, basically, it all started over a girl. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. that's why it started. From the MySpace days. and uh
1: MySpace, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he was trying to get at some girl that at the time right. I was with. You know what I mean? Okay. And I told him, hey, bro, you know, uh, what are you doing? You know, you're disrespecting. And he kind of came at me like, you know, fuck you and fuck respect and blah, blah, blah. And to me, those words don't mean when I see you, I'm going to kill you. I mean, it's like, okay, we have a problem like that. I mean... It, it's not going to go beyond the little boxing match or something. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. It's not that serious. You know what I mean? Right. But he used that as an excuse to try to boost his career and to make himself look big. And that's why they did all this setup bullshit. And, you know, I ended up getting set up. And uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I can't change what happened. But, you know, I'd say I came out a winner. You know what I mean? I got slapped. Oh, well. But I'm still here. You know what I mean? Now, a lot of people tell me, you know, oh, if I would have been there, that wouldn't have happened to me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Bro, if you would have been there, uh, most likely you would have shitted in your pants when you got guns pointed at your face. Uh, I didn't do all that. I was trying to talk my way out of it because I'm human. Right, You know of what I mean? I'm not a fucking man made of steel. Of course. So, at that point, there's a difference between being scared to die and wanting to die, you know? Right. I'm not scared doesn't mean I want to. Therefore, I am going to be smart and I'm gonna protect myself the best way that I can because I wanna make it back home. I didn't know what their intentions were. Of course. You know what I mean? I've never spoke on this before, Tony, publicly, because at the time when it happened, if I would've been some kind of punk, I would've ran to the cops. Of course. You know, I never did that shit. Right. You know, I I, I never went and, and I never told on them. I never said any of that. I just kept it right. to myself. And I let whoever think whatever they wanted to think to say what they want, you know, and I've gotten a lot of hating behind it or whatever, but yet, you know, I'm still here, you know, and the, the, the bottom line is I'm not here to challenge nobody or whatever, but anybody that feels a certain way, I'm always easy to find, you know what I mean? Right. I'm not here to disrespect nobody. I've always helped a lot of people. I've been a good dude. And I, I didn't think that I deserved that because I've never done anybody wrong. Right. And I think to set somebody up is a straight bitch move.
1: Right. Well, I understand. Yeah. I, now, when, you know, and, and all that happened right around the time that YouTube kicked off, like in 2004, if I'm correct, YouTube, you know, went live. Right. So that video went viral, you know. Uh, um, and when I saw it, I remember I called you. Right. You know, because we had each other's numbers.
0: Right. Right.
1: And we talked and everything, and then, uh, but I I never told you what I'm about to tell you now, okay? Um, About, shoot, I want to say about a month or a month and a half after that incident happened, I was, um, there was a guy that called me, and he said he wanted to buy some of my mixtapes. So uh, I said, okay, I had just pressed them up on uh, CD, okay? Right. So me, I'm all in, cool, you know, uh, um, I think it was through MySpace as well. You know, so I went over there, we're talking, we're doing a little bit of business. And uh he tells me, he goes, uh, you recognize that couch over there? And took so I turned around and I said, like, you know, nobody ever asks you, do you recognize a couch? Right, right. So I was like, nah. And he said, That's where it all happened. So I'm thinking, what, a fucking porn or, or what? You know?
0: <laughs> With <laughs> your mind, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: you know. So uh he goes, No, he said, that's where night out got slapped. So I turned around, I looked. And I was looking at it and I was like, no shit. And I said, You were here? Or, or did you just buy the couch? You know? And he right. was just like, no, no, no. It happened here. And he goes, I was here. And he goes, uh uh, they pointed a gun at me. He said, he said, a bunch of guys. This is the way he said it. A bunch of guys came in, pointed a gun at me, and they put me in a room, but I was still able to see. He says, and uh, uh they had a camera guy and it, uh, there were some guys behind the camera and they were pointing guns at him. He goes, uh, I thought they were gonna blast his ass. He says, and then when I saw him got slapped, I thought, okay, they're about to throw it down. There was no way he was gonna be able to fight five or six guys. That's what he said, you know? And I said, no, okay. So, you know, what else happened? And he just started telling me, he right. said, no, that was it. And then uh, they started hitting him with a the gun. Uh, they told him, you know, uh, open up your mouth. And, you know, what, as far as what the gun is concerned, so he let me know the whole detail. And it was funny because when I talked to you, um, the stories were exactly the same, you know. So when you shared stuff <coughs> with me on what happened, I've never known you as a mentiroso. Right. I've never known you as a liar, bro. You've always been a 100 with me, okay. And that's why we've been able to maintain a relationship a good over, friendship. Yes. You know, right. over 25 years, bro. So when he told me that, I wasn't expecting that. Right, know? right. You know, so um, it, it went pretty much right along with what everything you, you had said. Now, let me ask you a question, and it's just a, a, a man-to-man question, okay? If he would have showed up by himself, would
0: things have been different? Well, first of all, he wouldn't have showed up by himself. But if he would have, of, of course, I mean, he would have been snoring real quick. I mean, there's no doubts about that right i mean and i'm not saying i'm a bad dude or nothing but i mean the guy is like five foot two with heels right so i mean it's just easy to see you know i mean that's why he got there with all the people but i mean it is what it is you know and uh i think that it's it's bad for the game to do things like that to your own people and to set people up because that's what makes us look stupid right you know what i mean and uh I mean, we'll leave it at that. Okay. I mean, it, it is good. what it is, man. Now, now,
1: now let me say this, okay? Because uh, um, here in the neighborhood where I'm from, okay, right, when somebody didn't like you, they called you out, and you got to throw putazos, okay? Yeah,
0: you throw chingazos. and then that's after it. that,
1: you have a fucking beer and then you squash it. It's dead. Yeah, that's the way it is. I understand that, but I know that this beef went on for a long time, and I, and what I'm not what I'm not getting from you is that that you're still trying to reopen this old beef. I know you're not. It's done away with, it's watered under the bridge, but we're talking about it because you know what? People wanted answers, you've never addressed it. And and and, and I wanted you to address it with me, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, I know you're a man and I know you're a man about it and you want to talk about it. And, uh, uh, but, you know, like you said, you were set up what this individual said. I wasn't there, so I can't say this is what happened, but what this individual said, that most likely you were set up. I get it, I understand it. I would have liked to have seen better if he would have just walked up to you and at least talked to you. Hey, man, you know what? You said this, said it, and just talk about it or whatever, you know, because one thing about me, man, is this. Being in the position that I am right now, I'm 51 years old. I work with black artists, and I work with Chicano artists, okay? I'm at that point now, bro, where I don't want to see beef within the raza, bro. I don't. Uh, I'd rather try to build a platform like this and try to unite raza. To come together because that's why we've never climbed that ladder because we we we're, we hate on each other man
0: you know i think sometimes we are, are our own worst enemy our worst enemy and i think you're exactly right because every time ever since day one uh that i can remember uh whenever you have something that comes out the other man instead of giving you props he's trying to put you down like, oh, it's whack or uh, this guy is better or whatever. But there's never a good comment from another artist. Usually it's uh, bad feedback because they feel inferior or they feel threatened that you're better than them. So, you know, it's hating, Right. you know, and right. it sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if we have a merry-go-round and everybody held hands instead of like having gaps uh we'd go so far because
1: you know me me and you talk often right and i told you the chicano rap game is almost like playing musical chairs there's people fighting for a chair you know and what i want to do and what i hope you help me do is let's put chairs out for everyone bro right there's just enough light for everyone there's enough money for everyone there's no need to be hating on anybody, bro. No, there's not. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, look, you don't know how much longer you're going to be here, and I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. We know that tomorrow's not promised, bro. So I'm not going to go around talking shit about somebody, or fuck that fool, fuck that leva, or whatever. I'm not, Right, bro. right. When that happened to you, see, I, I never missed Banky, bro. I've never met him, and I don't have anything against him. As a matter of fact, right now, I'll take the time to invite him, to come on to the show. And if he doesn't want to address it, that's all good. I'll talk about his art. I'll talk about his tattooing or whatever, because I'm into furthering the Raza instead of holding us back. Right. You know, this is the platform that uh, maybe one day uh, uh, we've laid a foundation where we want our own Raza to, uh, uh, if you will, surpass everything that we've ever accomplished. So when we're no longer here, they can at least remember us as saying, esos dos o esos tres o esos cuatro. You know they, they laid a foundation for that there could be unity with the Rasa for us to be hers for us to have a voice because right dude, dude we are the majority but yet we're still on the outskirts of this thing that we call hip-hop
0: right okay and you know that's the thing you know that we need to stick together and stop uh fighting each other you know what i mean right and if we can do that we can grow right you know what i mean but we have to stick together we right. gotta stop fucking fighting each other
1: absolutely now let me say this if i would have had a a bunch of guys pointing guns at me okay my least concern would have been a fucking slap well yeah of course you know uh people uh, uh like to hang on to that oh you got bitch slapped or you're a bitch why didn't you ever do anything let me tell you something man here's one thing i would not have wanted for the police to call my mother and saying can you come and identify your son
0: that that's the main reason, Tony, uh, that I held back. You know what I mean? Not because of me, because I had to bite my pride. And I didn't want my mom to go through that. Of course. Of course. And... and
1: yeah, exactly. Now, think about this. People have uh, been DMing me, been messaging me, wh- emailing me. Ask him why he didn't do anything. Why he didn't do anything. You know, first of all, all those people that are asking that are not in your shoes. So it's easy to Mm -hmm. ask those questions. I I, I get it.
0: The main reason, Tony, look. When that happened, my first intentions were to create a lot of harm. Of course. Okay. I did come up this way uh, and I looked for him. I couldn't find him. Um... And then I got in trouble and I got caught with a bunch of weapons and I got locked up. During the process of getting locked up, I I bailed out. Uh, My mom had an aneurysm, ended up paralyzed. At that point, I didn't give a fuck what people said about what happened. You know, I just wanted my moms to get good, you know what I mean? Of course. She was in a coma for a couple of months. That's what I dealt with. And after that, I had to turn myself in and do some time. So when I got out, it gave me uh, a different state of mind. And I'm glad I didn't do nothing at that moment. Because if I would have did something, all fingers were pointing at me. Everybody would have known it was me. Of course. And I would have been in there for the rest of my life. And I wouldn't be here right now speaking with you. Course, you know what, and uh, you know what, let me tell you something, and I think that's a blessing, bro, that
1: uh, nothing happened, because now you, you're, you're here, okay, and and uh, you know many times, um, l- l- let me share something with you that happened to me, not necessarily <clears throat> similar, but you could understand why a person sometimes doesn't retaliate, okay, um, I want to say it was like 1994, 93, somewhere around there. I had a Cadillac on Gold Dames. I had sounds and everything. Right. And one of my homeboys told me, you know, can you give me a ride home? It was about 3 30 in the morning. And I was fucked up, bro. Like I was tomando toda la noche. I was drinking all damn night. So he told me, Can you give me a ride home? And I said, Yeah, okay, cool. I'll give you a ride home. I remember I was bumping este Ramona Ayala, Just bumping that shit. Drop I dropped them off. I flipped the U. And I remember I was starting to see blurry. Okay. But I see a guy about a half a block. Down the street, in the middle of the street, waving at me like this. Now, I'm bumping this motherfucker, okay? I got my windows rolled up, but I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Who is this guy? Yeah, 3.30 in the morning and (coughs) waving at me like this, okay? Excuse me. So, as I get close to him and I pull up this close, now, I'm like this now. This motherfucker does this, and he fucking starts shooting at me, okay? I knew who the guy was. I recognized him, you know, I saw him close. Thank God, bro, that I didn't fucking die that night. Okay, uh, I still I still don't know until this day why he shot at me. Like I don't know. Um, I know he was from my rival neighborhood. Maybe that was just it. I drove to my friend's house, and it was so funny, man. I wasn't even I wasn't even I was so drunk I wasn't even concerned that I get hit. I was more concerned this motherfucker shot at my Cadillac. Yeah,
0: like is the pain okay?
1: Yeah. So, about a year later uh um i saw the guy and me and my mom were in the market and he had about maybe about three guys with them and he's calling me out in front of my mom wow okay and i told him like this look if you want to go outside bro it'll just be me and you but we're not going to take your homeboys out there because i'm not going to fight all four of you guys that's exactly what i said and he kept telling his homeboys now fuck him let's jump him and i, lo- I looked at their homeboys and i say bro you guys want to jump me in front of my mother I said, look, have a little bit of respect, bro. Tell your homeboy that if he wants to throw down with me, me and him can go outside and you three can wait right here. They finally told him, well, take him outside. And he didn't want to go. Okay. He didn't. Fine. we left it alone. But I told him, I'll see you later, bro. Six months later, passed by me and my younger brother, walking to a liquor store and he sees us and he's fucking by himself. And he looked like he fucking saw a ghost. And he looked at me and he said, I bet you now you want to fuck me up. And I said, let's go outside, man. Make a long story short, I told that guy, could you want to shake my hand and told me he was sorry. I said, I'm not going to shake your hand, bro, because that fucking hand put the trigger on me. All I'm going to say is get the fuck out of here, bro. I don't ever want to see you again. Now, my brother told me, why don't you give that guy a fucking pass? And he was so upset with me. And here's what I said, if anything would have happened to him, guess who they would have came looking for? You. Me. And guess what? I would have did fucking life for a fucking idiot. And I wasn't gonna do that, bro. Right. So let me tell you something. So what happened to you, I, 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 I've I, never lost any respect for you, bro. I still called you and we still talked. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I understood the situation. So uh, again, I don't have nothing against anybody. I don't, I wanna make that clear. I don't have nothing against anybody that was there that day because I can't live with unforgiveness or bitterness in my heart, bro, towards anyone, you know? But I just hope that this is just past now and we can move forward onto this. But I do believe that this <clears> needed <throat> to be addressed and I'm glad that we we addressed it, you know, so. Yeah, it's uh,
0: the first time I actually speak on it, you know. I've never spoke on it for many reasons, you know what I mean? The, the code in the neighborhood is you never talk about that type of shit. Uh, when it first happened, you know, if I would have said something, it's like I'm ratting, you know what I mean? Of course. So I never said nothing, you know. I just said, hey, you know, it is what it is. Let people think whatever they wanna think, you know what I mean? You gotta know how to keep your mouth shut at times, you know. And at least that's the code that we're raised by, and that's what we learned. And not everybody follows it, you know what I mean? Right. But everybody knows what's up now, and, you know, through it, I got a lot of bullshit, a lot of hating. And, you know, sometimes I get depressed because I'm like, man, how can people turn on you so quickly?
1: Right, right. After
0: all I've done for our fucking people. Right. I mean, I do this for the fans, bro. Of course. Not for me.
1: Of course. Well, you know, for people to... You know, then, then, they were never really your friends to begin with, or supporters to begin with. Because if that's all they have on you, to that. you know, uh, as a fucking slap, then, whatever. You know, those people went there so we could let them talk and say whatever they want to say. You know, but the the way I know things is that motherfuckers would go, uh, uh, hand to hand, mano a mano, one on one, and that obviously that didn't happen, bro. Right. You know, and, and I'm not going to say anything negative about those people because I don't know those people, you know, I just wish it wouldn't have went down like that. Because that, if anything, I think that set us back years, bro, because it did. If, if anything, us Chicanos uh, uh, should be moving forward. You know, uh, uh, we shouldn't be. And I'm just saying this out of my own heart. We shouldn't be on some gangbanging shit in this rap game. OK, right. In, in this rap game. Uh, I'll give you an example. When La Raza first came out, the Kid Frost song, okay, right. Uh, many of my my homies in the neighborhood, we would be cruising and they had a cassette single. They put it on, the song had just dropped and it spread like wildfire. I mean, you know that song.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was big.
1: It was big. And instead of my homies saying, you know, uh, what do you think? The song's fucking dope, huh? Like what he's saying. This is like a straight hood song or whatever. They were too busy saying, I wonder where that bottle's from that's what they were saying mm-hmm. it wasn't even about that he was a dope artist that he was a dope lyricist the beat was banging it was about where he where's was, he from where is he from and then that's when i saw okay this could possibly be in trouble for us because we're we're incorporating the hood shit into
0: this music, music. Thing. so is that a good thing man it's, where uh, has it gotten us i mean it's gotten us to a certain place but with a lot of bullshit involved
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly so anyways man i hope we give the people what they wanted because that's what they wanted to hear right uh uh, and i hope you know uh like uh, once again bro i never saw you any different i never did okay right uh as a matter of fact when we go to break we're gonna have a couple of more beers that's
0: right yeah because i'm out
1: yeah 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 we're gonna get you some more and i'm gonna take a couple of shots with you and, and i want people to uh hold on because we got a, a nice little surprise for them
0: oh we got a guest in the house right yeah we
1: got a guest in the house so we got a
0: nice people little are going to trip the fuck out and uh it, i think some jaws are going to drop
1: yeah i hope some carsonas drop after this too that'll be nice so, <laughs> so yeah man that'll be good so for it, anybody out there hating look let me say this uh, uh let me save you some time okay it's not going to get you anywhere you know right. I, I remember this one wise man told me a long time ago because when i was younger dude i used to be so fucking full of hate and anger and uh, one day he told me Jealousy is going to get you nowhere
0: And you, I, know, you know who told me something Very similar And uh, I still remember it to this day uh, Was Jerry Heller Rest in peace Jerry Heller told me When you need to worry Is when people don't even talk about you As long as they're talking shit Or Being positive It doesn't matter You're in their fucking mouth So they're promoting you So, I mean, I'd rather people talk good about me because, you know, I I don't like to hear bad shit. I mean, the only bad shit they can possibly say is a little hating. But as far as uh, anything else, I'm a good dude. Uh, You know, I'm righteous. So, I know that the hating, it doesn't bother me anymore. Uh, I'm used to all these internet superstars (laughs) superstars <laughs> you know what i mean there's a bunch of well, internet gangbangers yeah <laughs> they're fucking is. tough on you know behind the camera yeah. and i just trip out man it's they, like they, let them have their fucking have fun. you seen that
1: meme where it's a guy in uh, i think he's in like california arguing with a guy in japan where are you from fool
0: no i haven't he, seen he, it. you know on
1: the fucking internet like <laughs> really fucking <laughs> oh, cyber, cyber bankers homie. right right but uh, uh anyways uh we don't listen to that bro because that's all negativity you know right but i want to move forward bro and uh, we're gonna go to a little break, and when we come back, we want to talk about the state of Chicano rap and other things, man. And then, right, right. And then we we'll get into our guest. You know, we're
0: gonna do our thing.
1: Yeah, man. So right. thank you, bro, for you, uh, bro. Uh, sharing that with us. I uh, hope hopefully that's water under the bridge. Let us move forward. And once again, I want to invite uh, Spanky to uh, to the show. Uh, we don't even have to address this, man. Uh, get at me, contact me, and I'll have you. I'll book you. We could talk about your art. We could talk about you know tattooing. Uh, uh, if, if I can help you through this show in any other way, in any way, I would like to do that, bro. Yeah, so, I
0: mean, you know, no problem. And if he would like me to be here and sit next to him and we can talk, that's cool, too. A tomar Yeah, we can drink a couple of beers.
1: No, that'll work, man. All right, we'll be back. Johnny Boy, take us away. Yo, welcome everybody to Rodian Radio, December 18th, episode 18th. This is a special day. My boy, Night Out, all the way from his hometown, San Diego, is in the building. And we're going to get right into it. My brother, did you get another cold one?
0: Oh, yeah. I got another cold right here. You feeling good? I'm good.
1: You you know how good I feel right now, bro? I actually feel that if I had like a big-ass bowl of pozole, like we could just be eating
0: live bro. oh man you know what i'm saying hey, Un lasso and some more beers un pinchi mariachi. E-
1: exactly exactly bro so <laughs> anyways uh so now right now uh, the last time we talked you sent me your album right a- a- and your new album That's right a- right
0: uh w- w- when was it released uh on the 13th uh,
1: of this month
0: yeah okay it just came out
1: i'm gonna tell you what i liked about it
0: uh-huh
1: the fucking the name of the album al pacino
0: right that shit was hard bro yeah it's pretty dope you i know? like that shit, bro a little creative yeah and owl then uh, the cover you see the cover i took it from one of the scenes in the movie and i dressed the owl in the Scarface suit you know
1: that shit that's dope, pretty man. dope like, yeah well you ever like an owl like for halloween or anything like that
0: nah <laughs> never
1: <laughs> you ever you know what do you ever get an owl and like while you're performing or anything like that man
0: nah nah but uh i was trying to buy one you know at one time right right now nah, right. nah, i mean you no know more, how sometimes
1: but. you see these guys that are about to get their taxes done yeah. and they're holding the sign and they're just like a clown or oh a, right 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 you know maybe uh, maybe i'll or something like that now you know what i'm saying so now uh, um what what uh, are you working on now are are you just kind of like trying to push this record um are you uh <clears throat> working with any artist uh what, what can we expect from night owl in the future?
0: Well, I got a lot of uh, new music that's unreleased uh, and a lot of old stuff that I've never released. But my main focus now it's not really myself to, to release new, new music, you know. I'm going to put out some stuff and continue for a little bit. Uh, I still got music in me. But uh, I want to help youngsters, you know what I mean? Yes. I want to help other people blossom and become the next great superstars, you know, if I can be a part of it, you know what I mean? And uh, I, one of my artists, you know, which is here today, he's in the, in the back chilling, Big J, that's like my little brother.
1: Yeah, we got Big J and we got Big Daddy Swole in That's the house. right.
0: <laughs> so. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely trying to, uh, you know, finish up his album. We're probably about 75% done. Okay, and who's producing this record? Uh, VMF. Okay. And, uh, basically just vmf right now okay and uh, that's what we got right now but he's dope he's really really dope
1: okay now uh somebody had asked me a question i thought it was important to ask you uh because i know how many albums now first of all, before i get to my question would you say you have out like like that you night out has released uh your own stuff
0: my own stuff probably about maybe 20 20 records Fuck. yeah
1: who does that bro that's a, that's a lot but but you know it just goes
0: to show your hustle okay? right i mean i've been doing it uh for about 25 years. Okay, so, know, so almost,
1: I, she had almost I, a, a record a year plus. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I've, been, I've been doing it for quite a, a long time. And, you know, that's one thing that, I, I mean, I'm proud of myself, you know, uh, because a lot of people, you know, they were able to do one album, two albums, three albums, and, you know, three, four, five years, and they disappeared. And I've been able to stay in the game for, you know, 25 years, you know what I mean? And I'm still here. So... So, well, you know, um, I've
1: been in the game for a long time, and I'm still here, but uh, I-, I wish that I could have done a lot more. Like, I wish I could have done a record with you. I wish I could have done a record with uh, um, Frank B. I really right. liked Frank B, you know? Right. Uh, I really liked Ernie. I wish we could have somehow collabed and did something together. Um, right. Uh, another guy that I wish I could still... Well, we did do a record, but it never came out. But hopefully... Uh, I would like to do some more stuff, even with my boy Melo Okay.
0: Yeah, Melo's man—that's cool. That da- a cool dude right there. Yeah, exactly.
1: Cool and I, 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 would, you know, say that. Well, there—I'll mention that person later. But oh, there are other artists that I would like to work with. You know, because I do want to see right. them progress and 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 uh, move. Uh, uh, up ahead and and surpass whatever we have accomplished you know because that's what it is you know a lot of people that have made it they don't want the next man to come up right you know there's there's enough room for everyone bro there's
0: a lot of room man you know know? so what we need to uh, start doing as like chicanos is be more uh united Mm -hmm. i mean stop fucking hating so much man and if that stops we're gonna grow
1: absolutely grow and grow strong and take over this entire business bro hey,
0: you see what's happening as of next year tony I uh, me. uh with uh with youtube and all billboard
1: oh yeah yeah you were
0: telling me about yeah that. you know so all that stuff's gonna start counting uh you know the the youtube views the streaming the pandora everything itunes everything's gonna be accounted for now
1: yeah yeah and there's a lot of us there that are hungry but and i'm not saying everybody's hating but those that are man it's better if we just unite and take over this business uh, that i believe belongs to us because we are the number one consumer of hip hop i said this on the show with aquid we are hip hop's economy here right okay all, all all of the money that is spent on music concerts clubs apparel comes from us right you know now can you imagine if we start supporting each other and unstoppable unstoppable bro unstoppable because there's power in numbers and we have plenty of numbers i mean oh, yeah. you know what i got Mexican friends that live in wisconsin okay mm-hmm. seriously okay let me tell you something i know it's in the trip you audience in the trip out our listeners the best pozole the best pozole that i ever had bro was not in mexico you know where it was mm. it was in jackson new jersey
0: is that right yes okay and don't tell me some white people made it no oh, okay
1: no Esta gente vino de Mexico. They came from right. Mexico, bro. And they said that they came, they offered them jo- a, a job. So they, they sent them to New Jersey. They didn't know where that was. So they set up shop. Of course, it's a white man owner, but they, they cook all the food. Man, I, I swear to
0: you, I want to go back.
1: Yes, I want to go back to, just for that pinche pozole, bro. Wow. Seriously,
0: you know. You know, the best pozole I ever had was green. Really? Pozole verde. De donde? Uh in San Diego. No There's shit, the a, a spot over there. But it's so fucking good, bro. Okay,
1: yeah. well let's start talking about food because I'm gonna want to <laughs> cut the short, er- the, the show early, bro. Okay, so now, <laughs> so, so now, okay, you, so you got an artist coming out. Do you have your own label?
0: Mm-hmm. Start off records.
1: Start off records. Yeah. And uh, uh, how many artists do you have signed?
0: Uh, I have about twenty. No shit. Yeah. I got uh, the real most hated uh, Ewok. Uh, Ewok,
1: like the Ewok from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh no shit, that'll work. My boy Big J, and then uh, the majority of my artists are in Mexico. Uh, okay, I got a lot of artists out there.
1: Yeah, see, so you're investing in and yeah, something that's about to take
0: off. It, it's booming out there. Yeah, people ain't knowing.
1: Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, the question that somebody had asked was, um, now you have a bunch of unreleased, I guess, or or do you have a bunch of unreleased old stuff? I do. That never really came out uh do you ever plan on doing anything with it
0: yeah i'm gonna release it okay yeah okay i don't Uh, know when but i whenever i get in the mood for it
1: okay okay because i know that there's a lot of stuff that a lot of artists like would have said you know i would have never put that out but i did it you know right it's kind of like uh prince you know one of my favorite if not the my favorite artist likewise you know when he passed away um they started digging into his vault and started releasing shit that he would have never have released. Right. And and I get it, you know, that he would never release it, but still, us, the fans, we want to hear hear it.
0: it. And you have fans that want to hear it. I have probably, Jesus, man, about 100 songs. Really? That uh, I've never released, yeah. Uh, A lot of stuff is uh, not finished. They only have a verse, some two verses, you know, but I got a lot of stuff that's there. No shit? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Now, uh, um, you shared with me and I think it's important that you share with people why you don't do shows anymore. You know, uh, I know you told me that, uh, well, I'm going to let you share it because people have been right. asking me why do, why <clears throat> doesn't he perform anymore? Where, where, When can we see him? I don't remember the last time I saw him and you shared with me why as of lately, you haven't been doing any shows.
0: Right. Well, I mean, uh, some people know you know, some don't, the majority don't, but uh, I ran into some health issues, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I ended up in the hospital for like seven months. I almost didn't make it, but I pulled through. Uh, when I came out of the hospital, I was blind, I couldn't see shit. Uh, so how in the hell was I going to go out and perform when I wasn't able to do so. You know what I mean? I just, uh, recently got a operation on my left eye. So my vision is back on that eye. Uh, I'm going to get my other one operated in about a month and, uh, I should be all right after that. And, uh, with my health, you know, things have been getting better and I really, really miss performing. And I look forward to being 100 and to do more shows The reason why I didn't do them is because whenever I do a show, I give it 100. And if I'm going to go and look like a fool and have people see me on stage looking stupid, I'm not going to do that. If I ain't 100%, I ain't doing it. You know what I mean? Right. So I want to give the fans their money worth. You know what I mean? Of course. I'm going to do it as soon as I'm I'm able to. But I ain't forgot them. You know, I'm still here. And uh, one of the reasons why I'm really proud of this last album I did was because during the whole process of that album i wasn't able to see what the fuck i was writing so the whole album i basically freestyled it i wasn't i couldn't write because if i wrote i wasn't able to read what i was you know doing so i had to just get on the mic and just come up with the shit right off the top of the head so for doing that i think i did a pretty good job okay you know what i mean wow well, i didn't know that yeah i mean that's how i did that album yeah and so- uh, my boy big J was a witness to that he was there uh on six of my songs
1: now, now uh, um th- 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 this may sound like a dumb question but i need to ask it mm-hmm. you having all these health issues in recording this album why didn't you just stop and just say i, I don't want to do this anymore because i love music that's dope man that's dope well you know what uh, um if i'm correct they can uh buy this record on all platforms
0: yes it's out now
1: Okay, it's out now. And and uh what is the feedback you've been getting from it?
0: Psh, fucking bomb. No shit. Really good, yeah.
1: Okay. Who, a, any features, uh any guest producers?
0: Uh Chris Gunn, which has been my main producer throughout the years. I got VMF. Uh I got David Salas. Uh I got uh my boy named Bogus. I got Sick One. Uh that's about it and excuse me if I forgot someone but I don't think that I did. But my main producers have been uh uh VMF and uh Chris Gunn. I mean those guys are fucking ridiculous. No,
1: though, though yeah. okay. Now um you still want to perform though, right?
0: Of course, man. I so, I love it, man. See and that's what I, I get love a about rush. you
1: because uh you're not a quitter bro. You can actually say, you know, I can't, you know, uh my health, but you know what? You're eventually gonna get better. eventually get it back on the road and start doing you know your shows again and 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 i want to say because as long as i've known you i've never seen you perform right you know uh now um as far as um music is is there any producers or any rappers that maybe you want to work with in the future or you just want to pretty much much just build your your own artist um
0: honestly i've always wanted to do a song with Scarface. Hmm. He's like my favorite rapper.
1: Now you Scarface, Ghetto Boys,
0: Houston, Texas. Yeah, exactly. You
1: know, it's funny that you say that because I asked Frank V that, and uh, who would you, you know, your dream come true rap song. And the first one he said was Scarface. Really? Yes. and then he said Ice Cube. Yeah. Okay. Now, now why out of all people Scarface?
0: Because he just comes real with it to me. I feel what he does, uh, the emotion and passion he puts behind his lyrics. Okay. And I can relate to what he does and what he says. It's not like all radio shit, but I just, I love his music, man. Don't, you know, don't. It's a little dark, but I can relate to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's as far as rappers. Uh, as far as producers, there's quite a few producers I'd like to work with. But definitely, we got to pick up where we left off, and we got to do something, make a single or something. Okay. I think, you know, yeah. I'd like to do something with you in the future, I, I, man.
1: I would like to do that, and I'll actually do even do a video with you, bro. Of course. Even do a video. Is there any videos out? I know your your health conditions, but did you, were you able to do any kind of videos for any of these songs?
0: I haven't, but I will. Okay. I'm going to do a couple of videos. I okay. mean, I'm a lot better than what I was. I mean, you got to remember, I was in the hospital for like seven months. I couldn't even walk, man. I was all fucked up, you know what I mean? No so shit. at that point, you know, the haters really came out then. <laughs> you know what I mean, oh, fuck, we can't do shit, you know? But, you know, you can't even see, you know? But now, everything's getting back to normality, you know? So the new and improved night i was gonna be in the building very soon.
1: That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, here's what we're gonna do then. All right. We're gonna take a five minute break. We usually don't do this. Okay. A five minute break, and then we're gonna bring our special guest. All right. You ready for that? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. And I hope you guys are ready for that too, because uh, you guys will not be disappointed. Uh, I try not to disappoint you. I try to bring you guys the best shit. Uh, I try to ask other uh, Chicano rappers to come on to my show. Many of them have denied me that and have said, well, you know what? I'm cool. That's fine. You know, no problem but uh, we go with what we got, okay? And that's our model here. So uh, give us five minutes, uh, we're gonna get ready, and we're gonna have a surprise for you guys. So call somebody, text somebody, and slap somebody.
0: If that was slapping for you.
1: Yeah, so see you guys in a minute. Yo, welcome back everyone to Rhodium Radio, and uh, I said that today we would have a special guest in the building, uh, but before we get into that special guest, I wanna touch on something that was brought up Uh, about a month and a half ago. um, I had a special guest here that had um, something to say about a certain individual and uh, we want to clear the air here, um, you know, live on Rodian Radio, simply because for this reason, uh, I am for the uniting our people together to go forward, to move forward. And if I can be a part of uniting people then I feel that my mission is accomplished put it this way I don't get paid for doing this uh, I, I give up my time for doing this uh, because I want to see especially our people move forward climb that ladder if you will I want to see more people and working for Netflix I want to see our people working for HBO and Showtime. Uh, working for radio stations, and I'll tell you why. So that when our younger talent goes to these places, you guys are already there opening the door for our people because you guys understand our culture. I try to shop this documentary, and everybody that i met, if I had 10 meetings, everybody that I met was either white, black, uh, Indian, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they didn't understand the culture, and that's my point. So, without further ado, uh, allow me to introduce, once again, Night Out and my boy, Misfit. Yes, sir. Misfit Soto, thank you for coming here. Man. Um, yes, man. Night Out. Um, what up, what up? I-, I know about a month, month and a half ago, somewhere around there, we, I did a show with Misfit. Some things were said. Uh, Misfit was a little confused. He wasn't sure what was going on uh, what or what he said that was wrong. I know you heard some things. You felt that he owed an an apology. Since then, you guys have talked. Okay? Yeah. And I'm glad that you guys did. You know, because to me, uh, when he he texted me and he told me, we talked, everything's good. To me, I'll be honest with you. I was very, very happy, bro. I was very excited. Because I'm going to tell you this, I've known you for a long time, bro. Right, right. And I've only known him for a short time, but I got a lot of love for this dude, bro. Right. You know, and if I can help him accomplish things that I've never was able to accomplish. I want to do it, you know. And I think it's important for people like me and you right. to, to, uh, if you will, to coach or to help or to, or, or if you will, be a huge influence for the next generation. Because let me tell you something, when we're no longer here, he will be, be able to do the same thing for the next generation to allow our people in to this business, if you right.
0: will. Right. Well, you know, you know uh, like I, I've told my lady, you know, when I'm not here, I want to be remembered as somebody that helped and did something for my gente, just kind of like you. You know what I mean? That's always been me. And I've never been one that I have to be the one to shine. I've always been like, you know, if I can help that motherfucker right there blow up, that's cool with me. You know what I mean? I'm not one of those guys that I have to be the one to shine. Right. I've never been like that. I've never been a hater. Even if I don't like somebody and I like their music, I'll still play the music. It's just I might not like the person as a person, but I've never been a two toothpaste. You know what I mean? Right. And probably what's gotten me in trouble before is I speak my mind and sometimes I say, fuck it, what it is. And sometimes shit happens. You know what I mean? Right. And that's just me, though. I've never been any different. I don't know how to be different. Right. You know, and, you know, yeah, we had a situation, me and Misfit, and it really was not towards him. I never had a problem with him. You know what I mean? It was because of another individual that I don't want to mention because we're not here to bring negativity or to bash on anybody either. You know what I mean? I know who it is and that's enough for me. But just, you know, certain little comments and this and that and things got blown out of proportion because of all the things that were going on. Right. And then I said some shit. He responded because you got to remember it doesn't matter who you are. If someone says something to you, you're going to say something back. Of course. And sometimes you're not going to say what they want to hear. You know, it's obvious. Right. You're going to be like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that's the way it goes, you know? Doesn't right. mean I dislike the man. I've never met him until now. Yeah. You right. know, but we chopped it up and we good. And and that's where it's at. You know what I mean? Dope, dope. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, just, just go, go for it. I
2: just think that, um, you know, be, behind the whole social media thing, it's like, I, I felt like, when i spoke to him you know on the phone it's like i i felt like me and him had the same like thought process as far as like the culture and what it needs you know what i'm saying and it's like man i can't be talking about all this unity stuff and not doing it you know what i'm saying right speak a little bit closer like i can't be a hypocrite and speak about all this unity and and not not have any action you know what i'm saying so right um You know, and and I I was speaking to him, he was bringing up some things that I was just like, exactly what I felt, you know what I'm saying, about the the culture, man. And uh, it's definitely, we we do got to just put the petty stuff to the side and just, you know, come together and just rock shit, you know? Right, exactly.
1: That's what it's about. It's about the music. That's the the glue that keeps us together, bro.
0: You know, it it, it is. And, you know, my whole thing is, excuse me, that we have a lot of talent within our own gente. Unfortunately We have a lot of shit That's whack too And that's why sometimes We don't want to be Associated with it Because there's a lot of Garbage out there True But On that same token You know There's a market for us Right now Yes And it's growing And it's getting bigger So let's embrace This fucking Chicano market Doesn't mean we have to Go and say I'm Chicano I want to rap No Because I've always said Look in Chicano rap There's people that rap Gangster There's people that do Uh love shit there's people that do uh, party stuff so there's different types of music and when you're a chicano rapper we didn't give ourselves that title the media did they put us in the box themselves we didn't choose to be called that and uh, separate ourselves from everyone else they separated us you know what i mean so i feel that in the beginning we were powerful enough to create our own genre Yes. That's fucking pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. You know, who else does that shit? Absolutely. You know, we created a genre, you know, uh, myself, Little One Shadow, uh, S. A. Rich Rock, Frank V, you know, and we we did something that nobody else had done, you know, to create a genre and let's take this shit to the, the next level, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And let's blow this shit up, man. And yes. there's too many of us. You know, not to do it. We have people here. We got people in Mexico. We got people in Spain, in Chile, Nicaragua, all the Latin continents that you can think of, they support what we do. So why not give it to them? Absolutely. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And let's each do it in our own way. Yes. You know, Misfit, he's dope. Yeah. You know? He doesn't have to, because he's raza, he doesn't have to rap, like, certain individuals and be like, orale, you know? Right. Just <clears throat>
2: when he told me you, that, I was like, okay,
0: <laughs> do, <laughs> I got do, you. Do, do your thing. Yeah, yeah, do dope. your thing. See, we get the <laughs> the perspective of, like, okay, just because they're Chicano rappers, they're going to rap like cholos. <laughs> it's not about that. I'm glad you're saying that. There's mm-hmm. cholos, let them rap for the cholos. You know what I mean? Right. I'm from a hood, but that doesn't mean I'm to to rap. I don't, you don't see me talking like, hey, homes. what's up I don't talk like that. Come right. on, that's fucking played out for me. Right. But that doesn't mean that I don't respect them, you know. Right. They talk like that because that's what they know. Right. Right. So there's, there's something for everybody. Don't. I'm going to do my shit my way. Misfit's going to do it his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shadow's going to do it his way. Bozo's going to do it his way. Little one's going to do it his way. Everyone's yeah. going to do it their own fucking way. Yes. Don't change to try to fucking fit in. Right. Be, Be who you are. Be who you Be are. Be you. Yeah. And if the people accept you and they like you, then cool. And we're always going to have fucking haters. Yeah. I got people saying they fucking sock me up. And I don't, I've don't. i never even met them. I've got people saying a bunch of shit. It, it always happens. Right. And I laugh and fuck it. You know, say whatever you want to say. But right. But when you're in front of me, it's a different story absolutely i mean and that's just the way it is you know yeah but i got love for all my people man and i've been one of the dudes that i've never charged anybody to do features Hmm. you know i've always shown love but now people have to understand this is also a business so if you don't have the talent and you're not dope and you want a feature well, okay, I'm going to charge you, motherfucker, because you ain't good, you know? Right, so, right, right. I mean, I got to make get something out of it. Of course, course, You know what I mean? That's just how it, go- how it goes, you know what I mean? And yeah, they're going to make something off
1: of your right, future. You exactly. Go? Right, exactly. But
0: when it comes to, like, working with other individuals or whatever, and that I feel that they're either at my caliber or beyond my caliber, whatever, I, I, I do it, you know what I mean? And okay. I show love. I try to show love as much as I can.
1: Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Let me bring it back to Misfit here because... Uh, why did you feel it necessary uh, to give him a call and to talk about it?
2: Um, well, because you, you told me, you know what I'm saying? That you were so uh, disappointed in the whole situation. How, yeah. how you're just like, man, this sucks, you know? And then, um, of course, Shadow, you know, I do music with Shadow, too. And, you know, Shadow's boy right here. So, right. I just said, you know what, man? And, and I was just thinking about, you know, the state of the culture and just the way everything is. And I'm, I'm talking about uniting and... but. Yet, I'm having this situation here, so it's like, you know what, I gotta swallow my pride and just hit him up, and it was good, you know. Right, and, you know, and he he gave me a call back, and um, from there, we just chopped it up and we we're
1: just talking. How, how long was that conversation for? It was,
2: you know, probably 15? like 10-10-15 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes. Okay, he was just, you know, basically <clears throat> just like what he said right now, like how he was, you know, talking about the culture. and Um, he's like, man, I don't got no problem with you, I don't even know you. I'm like, yeah, me neither, bro. I'm just, I was just responding, you know, what I'm saying it's yeah. like, I'm. I'm I'm new in this game, like you know what I'm saying, and and right. for me everything like that comes my way. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that that's just me trying to protect mine. Right, you know. But right. at the end of the day, it's like, man, you you know, it's like you can really probably connect with somebody and find out that you have more in common. Right, and you know, a same a same kind of like view right. on shit. And maybe more can get done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because uniting... That was the
1: key word right there, you said that more can get done. Yeah, straight up. You know, now I'm going to tell you something that he's told me about you, Mm -hmm. okay? And he's told me this about you on several occasions, because we talk pretty much daily. Several times, even for about an hour at Mm times, if not longer. He's always said this, and the God's honest truth. I don't have nothing against, you know, Misfit. As a matter of fact, I think he's fucking dope. That's the honest to God truth. Uh, like if we talked about that three times, you said it all three times. I think he's fucking dope. I think he's one of the guys right now that can really blow up. He's fucking shining. He's on the right track, and to me that was music to my ears because I got like mad Just love for him. Because I'm not you, a bro.
0: hypocrite, bro. I, I speak the truth. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Real, yeah, like, yeah.
1: When some Yeah, you know. So I told you the truth yeah. uh, on what he said. And, and I told him the same I told you the same thing I said I really like him bro uh but just say when I look at you and I see your talent uh, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit it that I think you're like one of those gooses that laid the golden eggs bro like it's so it's rare to find some somebody that just comes so different especially at a time like this bro right you know and if there's anything that I can do and hopefully I'm speaking for Nairo Tamien that he can do to help you then we want to be here you right. know, to, to help Definitely. you, w-
2: w- whatever the case may yeah, be, even just make the first move into squash and shit, and just yeah. like you know, really, really letting it be shown. Like, man, shit is not that serious to, right. To you know, because I mean, like he told me on the phone, like there's motherfuckers that get killed over shit like that. Yeah, like, like you know, shit is real out here. Like you know, yeah. what I'm saying, I mean, for us it wasn't that serious, but there's other people that you know, situations like that they take, take all the it way to the next level, right. all the way. So yeah. I mean, you know, we got to start somewhere, and I, I just think that. You know this is this is a good thing man and good I mean, you know he's cool as fuck you know what i'm saying yeah so, like i ain't tripping <laughs> yeah well, it's all
1: good shit. the good thing
2: is you have a new album out <laughs> right. and if i'm correct you have a new single out a new single yeah, yeah. okay can you tell us a little bit about it man i, I was just watching uh you know the walking dead and shit right and, like i just got inspired to like do some zombie did, shit
1: did, did you ever see that movie uh, i think it's called uh world z with Brad Pitt. uh you know, i heard about it though yeah z, they, yeah world something z, z is, was yeah. fucking dope ass zombie movie bro yeah. so when i saw the little clips of the video yeah i was, because i love fucking movies bro and i told yeah. you i wanted to do a scary movie one day yeah like i was like this is fucking dope, yeah. like, like, is fucking dope. it looked you know? dope huh yeah hey, I, I thought it looked yeah. real fucking dope bro i'll go shit with anybody These are gonna be some fucking idiot saying oh that was fucking whack bitch. what have you done
0: <laughs> yeah you know what, what have you done yeah you know what i'm
1: saying <laughs> <laughs> you, you know always remember this. somebody that's doing better than you is never going to hate on you bro right
2: it's always the ones that are right it's, it's it's a trip too man it's like no matter what like okay today was a uh, you know the i dropped the video or yesterday and then um you know just pe- the comments were going crazy like the first you know a couple of hours and then all you know then then the real comments because you know at, at the at the beginning it's the haters waiting for right, you of course boom, 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 and all these negative comments and i'm on my way to legoland i'm just over here talking shit you know whatever with <laughs> my kids yeah so <clears throat> and then um you know but then again and then and then there's other artists you know chicano artists or, or or latino artists that you know that started to say opinions or their opinions about me like without naming me but like oh you know you're a dick writer and dah, 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 whatever, because I'm shouting out homies like on the songs. Because I'm giving, you know, when there's interviews, I'm saying, man, I love this dude. This is my boy, man. And uh, you know, so oh, you're a dick writer. Well, hey, you know what? I, I support my homies because at the end of the day, they're like, you know, they're really my friends. Like, right? You know what I'm saying? Because when I've right. been down and out, I'm I can always count on. What's up? are you good? Yeah. Call. Anything you need, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And these artists, they're not just they're not label mates. They're not just people I do music with like like I consider the the small circle of friends that I have that are their artists, real friends. I mean, I've been to Bozo's house. He's had me over to family events. You feel me? Like right, right. I've been ar- I've been so around their beyond. families. Yeah, man, you know, like <clears throat> I've been around their families, you know? And um you know, these are my friends. And these yeah. are people that, you know, I'm always going to support. Right. And I'm always going to be fucking, you know, cheerleader number one. I don't give a fuck about it, anything. that. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, my homie. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: Like it, it, My homie's winning. Right.
2: My homie's winning. Right. You know, but, oh, but I'm a dick rider. Whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's cool. Whatever. Like,
1: this, I'm just built that way, bro. Like
0: A lot of it is jealousy, bro. That's yeah. Fun.
1: You know, when I turned 51, I invited a handful of people. Okay. And he was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. he was one of them. I invited him because... I really dug his fucking vibe, bro. And his fucking music to me is fucking insane, bro. I'm just surprised that uh, nobody in some Hollywood office has said, I want to snatch you up and pay you and put you out there, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But this is why we're here, so that we can make that noise, create a lane, and have those motherfuckers in Hollywood pay attention that Raza, okay, is here, bro, It's here. And we ain't going nowhere. And as long as we have OGs like yourself, supporting this if you will movement then there's no way they can deny us bro right you know you know it's, it's kind of like i said when aqua was here you take all the mexicans out of la bro la will collapse overnight right you know what i'm saying yeah. uh, uh, um we are here to stay we just may- need to make a, a positive impact release good music out you know not not like over flooded with some bullshit but release good music and have them take us serious bro you know, and I think that's what we need. And and if we, me and you, can help this next generation, then let's do it together. Yeah, I mean, you know? I'm
0: I'm down for it. I mean, that's all I've ever wanted. And my lady knows that I've always told her, you know, all no. I want is to help people and, and to get things out there. And when I'm not here, I want to be remembered as a good motherfucker. And you know what made me really strive for that, Tony, when I was in the hospital for seven months, that I almost fucking died. Yeah. You know, that's when I realized who my friends were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all kinds of people that I used to take care of or whatever, they were not there anymore because I couldn't provide for them. Yeah. So, now that I'm getting better, I ain't good yet, but I'm way better. I'm walking this shit. I couldn't even walk at one point, you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck you, motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you weren't there for me when, when I needed you. Now that I asked you for anything... But when when I needed you to just uh, give me some support or show a little love, even just showing up, they weren't there on me. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm talking. I can mention homies from my neighborhood. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so you won't
1: give them no shine though.
0: Ah, nah, nah, fuck, yeah. fuck those that weren't there. You know, and all the ones that are are real, I show nothing but love. You know what I mean?
1: Right,
0: right. Dope,
1: dope. I want to do something right here for the fans because yeah. I don't want them to think it's fake. I want to see you both of you guys shake hands, brother. Are
0: we good? It's all We're good, right. brother. It's We're all good. good.
1: It's yeah, all not yeah. here.
0: Yeah, nah, so. like, like like. one thing I want to make clear, ain't nobody here kissing no one's ass. Ain't nobody here being fake because of Tony or because of us or whatever. We're here because we decided to as men. Straight up. And that's it. All the way out here. And, you know, we and good. Drove all the way out here. We good, you know. And I've always been... The type of individual, you know, when I'm good with somebody, I'm good. Yeah, will I take my fucking jacket and give it to you if you need it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. And he seems to have that same vibe. Dope. So I- I'm pretty sure we're gonna vibe good. Good. Yeah. Good. You know what I mean? We 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 are gonna get along good. Most definitely. And, you know, everything's gonna be gravy. A- a- at least yeah. at least
1: a verse on one of your tracks, bro. Whatever. Bro. At, we at least a get, verse. We, get a yeah. crack and we can get it cracking. El con el you know mespesoro, the zombie
0: yeah, know, yeah that shit, shit was fucking dope we'll do some shit man hey, is, homie,
1: i never man seen a zombie dope. i never seen a zombie uh clap her ass homie oh that was, that shit was, <laughs> that shit was yeah, fire was right that, oh, yeah. Man. oh yeah oh oh yeah. hell yeah clack clack Big. clack clack yeah, i heard yeah, that yeah. motherfucker
0: fire yeah that's zambalistic <laughs> oh, yeah, let's,
1: yeah let's, we're already vibing right, so right. all good brother well listen um it, let me start off with you. any shout outs you want to give before we close uh
2: definitely you guys uh want to come through on friday the 20th there's a show at the Regent theater uh, the Untouchables will be performing. Shout out to my brothers, Conejo Shadow and Little One. Those are my boys. I love them to death. And everybody else, y'all know who you are. The 20th. Make sure you guys pull up the Regent Theater. Straight up.
1: Yeah. The 20th, the uh, Regent Theater, the 20th of
2: December. And I just want to give a shout out to you, man, because like you, you've been very, like one of the main, su- like you're just very supportive, bro, and like and like I have a lot of respect for you simply because of your musical background. And like when I first hit you up, I'm like, dude, I just, I just respect what you do so much, you feel I me? Mean? Thank like, you, brother. So, to me, it's just kind of like, it, it just, it drives me like, man, If you know what I'm saying? Like, thank you, brother. And yeah. then when you tell me, wait, hold on, when you tell me, like, I don't fuck with nobody else's music, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't listen to nobody, but but like, you know, from this generation, but you, like, so that's just kind of like, okay, cool. It just inspires me, bro. So I want to thank you, Tony, for having me here and uh, pushing me and just giving me opportunities just to meet people and make connections. You know
1: what I'm saying? Dope, bro. Well, you yeah, know what? I appreciate uh, that. Uh, I feel... This is from the bottom of my heart. I feel that I'm I'm doing what's required of me to do, okay? Whether I ever produce another track or not, if I can help my people climb the ladder, move forward, if I can pave a way, that's what I'm here for, okay? Uh, um, So that's w- what I believe I'm here for. So thank you very much. You embarrassed the hell out of me, and I feel <laughs> humbled. So, you know, I, I'm going to do this emoji right here, you know? So, Anyways, brother, you uh, any shout-outs you want to give?
0: Yeah, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me here. You know, I know a lot of people, uh, every time, you know, they show up, they they tell you, hey, gracias, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and you deserve it. And the reason why I'm here is because I love you as a brother. Likewise. And uh, I'm glad to be here with the legend, man. Thank you, my brother. Thank
1: you, brother. You know what? I'm glad that I can pick up the phone and we could talk about it. Tortas. You know, tortas <laughs> Pozole. De Pozole. But de yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: a fat fuck. <laughs> and, and, and,
1: that's what, <laughs> and that's what Unity is about, brother. San Diego in the house, Hawthorne in the house, and Wilmington's in the house. To all my yes, sir. So uh, once again, let me go ahead and give my shout outs to Chino Brown. Yes. Hugo. John motherfucking Elkins, okay? My boy, John. You know, let me, if there's any single beautiful women out there, <laughs> I want to invite you to our next show to meet John motherfucking Elkins, okay? I love one. this dude. Okay, this would not be happening if it wasn't for him. I would say the same thing about my boy, DJ Media Clips, but he's already taken. Sorry, ladies. Anyway, Daniel Jones, much love, much respect to him. Roger, Roger Mara, Roger Live, uh, Boomer, uh, Boomer Did The Remedy Yard, Kerry Pujita, uh, South Bay Drones, my son, B scandalous. Uh, uh he's a scanless fool, but he uh, <laughs> helps me uh, promote uh, this, uh, my documentary and this show. Uh, Big Daddy Swole's is in the house, you don't want to miss a Big Daddy Swole's, I'm, I'm warning you, okay. <clears throat> uh, I also want to thank uh, Nidal Misfit for being here, thank you for uh, making uh, what I'm going to call history tonight, because I believe, that uh, hopefully we can start something new, we can light a fire uh, that can spread, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, unite RASO together. Once again, the Rhodium Mixtape DocuMixery is available live at DocuMixery.com. You can order it there, you will not be disappointed, okay? Uh, Other than that, all apparel is, uh, our Rhodium Mixtape apparel is free shipping uh, until the end of this month. So now, here's what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to pick up this modelo, we're going to log off, take a couple of pictures, take a couple of shots, and then I'm going to go inside and play some uh, Juan Graviel and think about my mother. Because my mother left me about over 10 years ago, and that is a void that has never ever been filled. So, thanks everybody for tuning in, God bless you, and we'll see you Sunday with a very special guest.
0: God bless.